0: Hi, and welcome to The Research Room, a space to make research by the people for the people. And this is our first episode. Yay! Yay. Um, or maybe this is our like our, our intro episode. Maybe we shouldn't call this the first episode. Maybe this is actually the intro episode. Uh, cool. The first episode it's will cool. be in a couple of weeks. But this is... Okay. It's both. Um, But okay, uh, we want to introduce ourselves. uh, Basically, we are a brand new company trying to reach as many communities as possible um, through our podcast and or I mean, mean, through any of the stuff that we're making. Podcast is just one of the things uh, and we'll get into all of that uh, in just a little bit. Um, But today we just want to talk through um, what is this podcast even? Uh, What do we hope uh, people get from this? Um, and hopefully, what do people not get from this uh, as well? But uh, we'll see <laughs> how that goes. Um, so uh, we we have a lot of thoughts uh, on uh, psychological research, um, its uses uh, in life, and uh, what it can and can do. But we don't want to just like say our opinions on this. Um, so we decided to do a quick study, and we got the opinions of other people um, and. Uh, I think I'll just, like, maybe start with some of those opinions, and maybe that'll start to introduce, like, what we uh, want to do with this podcast. Um, So let me read this thought here. Um, So... A whole group of people uh, thought this kind of sentiment um, that academia uh, erases the narratives of groups and people. Often, uh, those um, erasures happen with marginalized uh, groups of people, um, or just like any kind of background that isn't the majority background, um, and that there needs to be more diversity uh, when it comes to research to make it more rep- uh, representative uh, of the people. Uh, and I mean, if people didn't say this, I would have said this, uh, and I, I think Liz, you, you I have would also too. said this. Absolutely, yes. That um, uh, research, I mean, as great as it is, um, it has done a, a poor job of really reaching out to as many communities as possible. Especially like in the United States, there's so many different groups of people, uh, and it's it's hard to generalize findings from just one group of people if, if that group of people is of a certain ethnic background or of a certain uh, socioeconomic status or of a certain um age uh, sometimes university students or whatever um like that's not necessarily going to um uh, apply to everyone right so we want uh, to make sure that uh not only that, uh, like research gets out to all these people, to uh, people that aren't just in these studies, but also that uh, research starts to incorporate these other perspectives uh, from all different types of groups of people. Um, so, one of the things that, that we're hoping for is that exact kind of thing. And it seems that, like, other people also think this. Um, so, that's kind of nice. Um, Uh, Let me read another thought here. Um, So another group of people thought, sometimes research has biases from researchers to find something out and potentially lead people to answer in certain ways. Um, So uh, yes, also, I would agree with this. Uh, There is definitely truth to this statement um, that uh, researchers have a little bit of an agenda sometimes, right? Like there's going to be some subjective, some subjectivity that goes on with the science. The science itself, like, that is objective that is those are numbers uh, that you can quantify and like the the data are the data right but at the end of the day, there has to be an interpretation of that data, and that is where um, some of these biases might creep in. Um, I guess there are also biases that could happen uh, at earlier stages. Um, where, I mean, if people know what the researchers want to hear, maybe that people tell them that, uh, like, we can't necessarily control that, we can control part of it. But um, yeah, I mean, these kinds of biases creep in, uh, in research. And so uh, hopefully, we can start to just like, shed light on some of these uh, biases. And um, by, by making uh, research a little bit more uh, transparent, uh, hopefully, um, I mean, yeah, I just said, uh, <laughs> these uh, biases uh, will be uh, shown and we can start to remove uh, them. Um, One but, more thing uh, I too, any, oh, yeah. oh,
1: sorry to interrupt. Um, no, no. I was just thinking like another thing too is like researcher uh, bias on the part of the researchers themselves, right? So it's not just like participants who are trying to figure out and, like hypothesis guess, like, oh, what are you trying to have me do? But it could also be the researchers themselves. Like there's me search right where it's like researchers doing stuff that you know is on topics that they're inherently interested and like involved with. So there's biases all the way around, essentially.
0: Yes, thank you, thank you for jumping in. Uh, hopefully, I don't keep blabbering on. Uh, and Liz hopefully, and, uh, I don't keep cutting well, you
1: off because I have a habit of doing that. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: Um, so, yes, uh, this whole idea that uh, that researchers, I mean, why why even do research if they didn't have thoughts? Uh, like, I, I think it, they, they have to be tied uh, at some level, um, but hopefully we can get to a place where, like, the numbers really can speak for themselves. And it's not just up to the, the researchers to... Um, like say what this does, it doesn't mean, like we need people to say, oh, this actually does apply to me or this doesn't apply to me. That should be like in your hands rather than the researcher's hands. Um, one other set of thoughts um, is that, so yeah, some people um, do feel like uh, maybe psychological research has done a good job of being transparent and uh, they have seen 100% transparency, um, while others have thought that um, they didn't see enough uh, information from the researchers, whether that is about like why they're asked to do certain things or like uh, did they get results? What are those results? Um, when can they expect those results? Where can they find them? Um, things like that. Like, I, I think there's so many times where uh, researchers don't end up doing that kind of stuff. And I mean, I won't personally blame them um, because they, they have a lot on their plate um it's, it's not a great system uh, in order to do just every single thing uh, but hopefully that's also like why uh, we're doing this right um so, uh, to, like concentrate on on that side of things uh researchers can still do research and then we just need to be like another set of people that can help um uh, get the word out there about um what is actually occurring um So uh, there's like that kind of idea. Uh, And then once research is out there, uh, I think there's also um, some idea on like, Uh, people just not knowing what is going to be credible and what's not credible and like, how do they even decide that kind of stuff and uh, hopefully we can also uh, shed some light on that, um, that. um, I mean, we're not gonna just like bash on some research, uh, but we will say like, what, what is maybe good about some research and what's not so good about some research. what can you conclude what can't you conclude what is credible what's not credible um and that's not to say that like one research is just not credible and another research is uh, credible um it could easily mean that like parts of it are credible and parts of this aren't credible um so yeah it's 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 all uh, a com- complex mix of things uh, that go on with this um yeah i mean any thoughts uh, on on any anything lots
1: of thoughts i mean there's pros and uh, cons yeah. there's pros and cons to all you know different types of research you know and i feel like that's part of the scientific method right is that there's certain parts where we're trying to like improve upon the processes and everything just to move it forward and i feel like you know what you're saying is like we need to have more transparency and we need to get the word out there to other people like people need to have interaction with the research
0: Yes. Okay, cool. Um, that is so much better than what I just said. No, <laughs> not at all. Exactly what I mean to say. It um but I, I like how you said it um there there just needs to be a little bit more like interaction between these two groups right like i think right now that is kind of like a major issue is that the everything is separate researchers uh, are doing research uh, people are living their lives uh where do those two actually intersect um and we uh, there needs to be um, some more like concentrated effort on making those two uh, actually connect um Okay, so uh, I guess other things that came out from that study that we did, um, people do seem to be at least somewhat comfortable like interpreting and understanding research. Um, Some people are able to find research. Uh, Some people even know like a little bit more about the research process. I think that's all great, Um, but some people it's not enough people. Like, why is that? Uh, Like easily this could be everyone, like there's no reason why it can't be other than just like maybe interest. But like, I I, I think I would bet that more people would be interested in this. the, like wanting to know how to find research. Uh, how do I find something that's actually relevant for you? Uh, how do you know if that research uh, has been done or not? Um... And also, I guess, knowing a little bit more about like how the research is even done, um, then you can start to figure out like what is credible, what's not credible. Like once you have that like idea in your head, um, like that should be like what you're grasping onto. Those are like the general kind of like skills, I think, um, that we want to be able to like pass uh, through through our experiences uh, as well. Um Cool. Okay. So, uh, I mean, that's, that's what this whole podcast is about, right? That, uh, we want to give you the tools, um, to help you find the research that's relevant to you. We want to help, uh, with interpretation of findings. We can start to, uh, give like a perspective. Um, but even if we do this kind of stuff, like we're not trying to say like, this is The uh, perspective that you need to take. This is just to say that, like, I'm like from a research background, this is what this is trying to say, but like, how that actually applies to you, like, that's up to you. the, like there's nothing that I could say that says like, oh, like because the study is done, like suddenly this is what your life is like. That's not how that this works. Like your life is still your life. Uh, and maybe the research is a reflection of it. Maybe it's not a reflection of it. Um, but th- again, that's up to you. Right. Um, yeah.
1: At the end of the day, you have to so make then, your own uh, decisions. Oh. You know, like we can't say, mm-hmm. oh, this is how life works. Right. We can't generalize. And things like that. At the end of the day, it's your decision. We're going to try to give you the resources to make those decisions, but we're not making them for you.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, but we do want to give like any of the skills and tools that we have uh, to make it so that it's easier for you to parse through all of this research. So uh, like another huge part of that is simplifying the language that's used. There's so many terms that are used uh, in, in scientific writing, uh, and even just like the way that like sentences are constructed and like the the types of words that people choose. Like even if they're normal English words, like they are still difficult words. Um, so we want to help just like simplify all of that as well, uh, cut through some of the jargon. Um, hopefully explain what that jargon means. And then again, you can start to apply like something you learn from like one research paper. Um, Some of those principles will uh, undoubtedly like apply to other research papers. Um, So hopefully we can give you like those kinds of uh, skills as well. Um, And I guess maybe the last thing here is uh, thinking through um, how do we make things more transparent? And so one of the ways that we wanna be able to do this is um, talking through um like research methodology and by knowing that research methodology you can know what can and what can't be can- concluded from certain research methods um so I think we uh, and that's like literally all of us like researchers and just like other people as well um there is trouble out there with like overstating but also understating conclusions like sometimes you can actually conclude something that's like pretty firm from some of the research that's out there and like you don't have to be so hesitant and but then, I think probably the bigger problem is overstating um, that, that uh, it's, it's hard to not do it. Right. Like we, we want to be able to connect research to our lives and like all of our experiences. And like, we, uh, I mean, unfortunately, like just all the research isn't out there for us to do that. Um, and we want to do that in our heads. Um, but yeah. When can you do that? When can't you do that? Um, I, I think like knowing some of the research methodology will will help that,
1: it's basically um, allowing okay. you to, oh. it's basically allowing you to engage yeah. in critical thinking. You know, like once you have those skills, it's so easy to transfer a lot of those skills to like you said, like different papers. Granted, it's like different topics, you know, sometimes, but a lot of those skills transfer and like the knowledge does. Mm. So yeah, just being able to like make informed decisions and know like, okay, is somebody overstating? Maybe they actually are understating and they have like solid evidence. So It's allowing Mm -hmm. you to actually make those decisions with the knowledge that you gain.
0: Yeah, thank you. Um, I I think like... Uh, I mean, that kind of just, like, makes me think of another point of, like, why are we doing this? Uh, like, <laughs> if we're, we're going to be telling people all these all these skills, all these tools, uh, like, they'll come for a little bit, they'll use us, and then they'll leave. Like, the, <laughs> they will have learned enough, and they don't need to be a part of this anymore.
1: No, that is not true, Alex, because <laughs> there's always more to know. Like, think about us. We're scientists, mm. and we're still learning things, so there's always more to learn I and
0: mean, that's true okay i mean basically i'm just saying like don't leave us people
1: no. <laughs> but... you can see around for our like uh. intrinsic quirks you know i mean if, if you even hate mm. things we're saying i feel like we're intrinsically interesting people with our quirks and all. So, <laughs> there's something for you here <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm sure the people will agree if they haven't left this podcast already. At this we point.
1: hope you're still here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, If you don't like the podcast, that's also okay because we have a ton of things that we want to do uh, with the research room. So uh, we also have visual abstracts. If you don't want to hear us talk, uh, you can just look at some pictures and like (laughs) look at some very short sentences and hopefully get like some of the same information. Um, If you want more extended kinds of things, we also have write ups that we'll be posting um, where we'll be going into more details on like what the results are, what the implications are, and more about like what you can and can't include from uh, these research papers um we have full guides uh, that we'll be offering uh on like how do you even read the research like if you came across an empirical research article i mean yeah i guess assuming you you find it and you find something that you can actually access which is also a huge issue um but maybe that's a whole other podcast episode or something um to talk through that um but if you find that article, um, how would you even read through it? How do you interpret it? Um, are there parts you can skip over? Um, these are lengthy articles. Uh, they're very dense. They are but they're they very, the informative. Kind of language. very informative.
1: Very yes. informative at the same time.
0: <laughs> right. They're informative. They have their use, of course. Um, but I I think for for many people, uh, reading the entire thing word for word maybe isn't the best use of your time. Um, So those guys are there to help um, get through some of that. Um, And then, yeah, we'll also have some more videos. Maybe you don't like this podcast version. Maybe you want to look at some nice videos that uh, we have coming out, like on explanations on uh i mean who knows what's going to even come out i don't know yet (laughs) but we we want to do videos maybe you'll tell us what those videos should be uh we want to make sure we're making content that's catering toward like what you actually want um so that's that's basically it uh who am i to say that i just rambled for (laughs) 10 15 minutes so good
1: rambling (laughs) i'm sure the people agree
0: uh, yeah. too nice um and so uh maybe I, i'll stop for a little bit i'll just say quickly who i am uh liz will do a better job of saying who she is and then we'll, we'll wrap up this episode um so i'm alex i'm i've been the voice that's been in your ears for too long i think um <laughs> and <laughs> um what do i want to say about myself i uh I got my PhD a couple of years ago. Uh, I mean, I've been doing research uh, for maybe about 10 years. And with everything that I've been doing, like I've I've been hoping to like just make an impact uh, on society. Like I want to be able to help people. Um, And unfortunately, I just haven't been able to quite do that with the research that I'm doing. Like I'm not saying the research isn't good. It's just, it's not quite... Uh, as applicable as I want it to be and I think by hopefully um maybe switching gears a little bit uh like now having my science background I can hopefully just like give more people uh the same kind of like background that I know the same kind of knowledge that I know and help you like maybe there are certain topics that you really want to get into um hopefully I can give you those, those skills to to really deep dive into those uh topics uh, and like show off to your friends or like whatever um but yeah that's uh that's basically who i am in a nutshell uh at this point so liz who are you
1: yes who am i um so i'm liz and i'm finishing up my phd so almost done um and yeah i've studied a wide range of research topics i've done more like social psychological research on like blame shifting so like why people blame others for their failures. I do work on romantic relationships and like what makes people more satisfied. Yeah, I do a whole bunch of research on like attachment style and like donor conception. So, you know, assisted reproduction, people trying to find like their sperm and egg donor. Um, So yeah, basically a wide range of topics. Um, But above and beyond, like, I have been teaching for five years. So, you know, not to say that my research is bad, because again, love what I do. um, But why I'm actually doing this with the research room is because of my love of teaching. You know, I really want to combine the research that I've done and also the skills that I've acquired and help, like, get that out to the public, right, through the avenue of teaching. Because I feel like there's so many things, you know, and research topics out there that are applicable to your lives. But again, like Alex was saying, like you don't maybe you don't know how to actually find those papers, maybe you don't know how to interpret them or like engage with the material. So it's my hope that I can like take my love of teaching and like my passion for it and you know research and help like you know take those two things and you know teach the public um, stuff about research. So that is me in a nutshell.
0: Yeah, we we should just uh, we should have a poll at the end of this and say who do you want to hear more? Do you want to hear Alex or do you want to hear Liz? And I think it'll be overwhelmingly Liz uh, no. given uh, the way that she has presented the information compared to me today.
1: No, I'm the quiet one right now. So I feel like you should vote for him.
0: <laughs> the quiet ones are the smart ones. They they know how to sit back <laughs> and
1: No, they're the secret crazy ones, so quiet equates Mm. to craziness (laughs) Mm.
0: it's true i don't know (laughs) um anyway this is this has been our intro episode (laughs) hopefully we hope you've enjoyed it (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) um we're going to be doing uh more episodes uh where we interview people uh we want to interview researchers we want to have them come on talk through their research and we will Uh, do everything that we said we'll do. Um, We wanna uh, talk through like why the research is important, um, how to interpret it, all of that. Um, And again, uh, hopefully that just like gives the skills uh, needed uh, to help parse through uh, research in the future um, or any research that you end up coming across. So uh, with that, I I think we'll just go ahead and end it here. Uh, I don't have any special tagline uh, for this ending part.
1: Actually, we didn't even tell them our tagline. We should before we end.
0: What I thought we did. I said it.
1: Well, you know what? I I think we should say it it again. We need to like reinforce (laughs) it because it sums up what we do and why we're here and why you should tune in for the next podcast because we are research. It's a space for research by the people do
0: you want to add, you want to finish it? Oh no, no, no! Just say it.
1: <laughs> okay, it's a space for research by the people for the people.
0: Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and hopefully this will make more and more sense the more that we do this. Um, but this is this has been a time. Uh, we hope to see you next time.
1: <laughs> yes, stay tuned. <laughs>
0: Bye. Bye.